Welcome back to the Weekly Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And of course, how are your heads? Guys, what's going on? Listen, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who has contributed to the podcast so far uh, on the Weekly Roast. As you know, each week we take a new uh, topic, a new facet of Irish life and I listen to your remarkable, bizarre, insane, sinister, disturbing, hilarious and entertaining stories around that uh, same subject. If you'd like to get involved in the show, you can send me a voice note on Instagram at Megan Mark and we will distort your voice. Kieran, the wizard producer, will sort of manipulate the sound to make sure it doesn't sound like you uh, so you can maintain complete and utter anonymity. Anyway, guys, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who's been listening to the show so far. Thank you to everybody who's been sending me kind messages on Instagram. It really means the world. I love hearing from you. And also, I just want to add, because in about, I think it's less than two weeks now, my book's going to be coming out. And uh, the old anxiety and the fear and the imposter syndrome and the terror is sort of creeping up in my stomach and at the back of my throat. So could you do me a huge favor? Pre-order the book. The link, I've made it very easy for you. I've put the link in the episode description of this week's show. Click the link and pre-order it, please. Uh, I was told by some, Trisha Lewis actually, a legend, uh, she was telling me that apparently pre-orders, or what it, it, lots of it comes down to pre-orders as to whether or not a book's going to get read by lots of people. So, do me a solid. If you're enjoying the show, pick up a copy of the book. You will get it ahead of anybody else. You'll get it before, um, you know, on the day it comes out, it will be delivered to you. So, this is not a self-help book. Out on March the 14th, I would really, really appreciate your support if you're enjoying the show. Now look, onwards and inwards. It's the weekly roast of teachers. Now, if there's any teachers listening to this, I'd just like to tell you, we're going to meet you halfway, you know. We meet everybody halfway. Do you remember when teachers used to say that? No, listen, Mark, I'd like, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to meet you halfway. Please don't. You're 47, I'm 14. Don't meet me halfway. Look, Mark, if you want to be treated like an adult, I don't want to be treated like an adult. I'd like to be treated like a golden retriever. Do you know what I mean? I, no, but I want, to be, I want to be looked after, but I still want to be given the autonomy to spend my days how I wish. I care not for the equality you have on offer, Mr. O'Grady. I want you to feed me. Knowledge, that is. I never understood. Do you know another thing that I never understood when teachers say, uh, the difference is, Mark, I get paid to be here. You don't. Like, yeah, but... The pilot gets paid to be in the fucking plane, but he doesn't get to go on holidays afterwards. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. It's not the right thing. Also, you're the adult, I'm the child. That was the only thing that really got me, not the only thing, in the litany of offences that I uh, imagined about the teachers I had when I was growing up. The difference is between me and you, I get get paid to be here, uh, you don't, you know? Yeah, brilliant. You're scoring points against a boy with one pube. Do you know what I mean? You're scoring points against a guy who has been nurturing his pube, this this one individual pube, okay? As if it was like the last Fabergé egg in the Romanov dynasty, okay? Just for my history buffs out there. I'm trying to cultivate, I don't know why I'm talking about this one singular pube. That was such a thing though, growing up. You don't have any pubes. Do I not? Yes, I do. 
Show us them then. Absolutely not. No, definitely. Show us your pubes. That was that was the, literally what I uh, what I was subjected to on the schoolyard. Anyway, look, we have huge amounts of uh, time and love and respect for teachers over here on the uh, on the podcast. Let let that be very clear. Even the ones that think they're going to be headhunted by the CIA to work as agents just because they've got their name in Irish on Facebook. Do you know what I mean? If you went on the run, Trasa and Rourke, all, literally the only thing the guards have to do is search the fourth arc section of a sports shop or the audience of a George Ezra concert and you'd be caught red-handed and red-forearmed and red-chested. It's a sunburn gag, do you know what I mean? Anyway, it's the Roast of Teachers. Over to you. I want to hear what your thoughts are, okay? Now, first up, we've got something that really just enco- encapsulates the genius of teenagers. So there was one Miss Byrne... And then there was another Miss Bird. One had a huge fucking rack, like she had massive tits. Uh, she was also a bitch. Good stuff. Just saying. Um, but yeah, she was uh, big tits, Miss Byrne. And then the other one was just Miss Byrne. Like she had average size tits or whatever, but um, just nowhere, nowhere near in comparison to big tits, Miss Byrne. Good stuff. Yeah, like I suppose that's one way of establishing the, di- the difference between two people. Who signed off on that as a nickname? That is the laziest... Big tits, Miss Byrne. Who signed off on that? Are you sh- guys? Uh, just before we sort of release this to the masses, are you sure this is what we're going for? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think big tits, Miss Byrne, is decent. There's there's nothing else we there's nothing else we could use to ascertain the difference between the two Miss Burns. Well, like what? Well, one of them teaches science and the other teaches PE. Ah, I don't know about that. One of them has an eye patch. Nah, the walking stick. Nah, the criminal record. Nah. Big tits, Miss Byrne. Brilliant. There was a guy in our class growing up. They used to call him Small Dick Megan. No, actually. Okay, next one. Let's go. So in like 2012, I had the same teacher. And when we returned after the summer break, uh, the teacher didn't show up to any of the classes. And we all thought that she had some bad illness or something because some people were keeping it very hush-hush. Anyway, when we found an article in the Irish Independent uh, reporting that she was sent to prison for impersonating a guard to get some free petrol and food from our local garage. Uh, supposedly her roommate was a Garda, so the teacher stole her uniform while she slept, went down to local garage, filled up her car with petrol, took some food, and told the shopkeeper that she'll definitely return later with the cash because she was a guard, uh, and never did. Uh, I think she was eventually cut out by her roommate and then sent to prison. Oh my God. As a matter of interest though, in terms of like impersonating a Garda, what is the actual, like what's the definition of impersonate? Like what did she do? Do you know what I mean? Did she just wear like a super dry hoodie? And show up four hours after she was supposed to be there. Brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Did she misuse the pulse system just to get the number of a hot person she'd seen in a coffee shop? Some of them do that, by the way. I know. In terms of impersonating a guard, did she go to a music festival and rock up to a bunch of hedonistic 20-year-olds and be like, Hello there, lads. Say, any of you have a number for this accent? Any of you have a number where I might be able to get some of those yokes to have done around there, the little blue yorky ducks? Okay, look, now this this time, before the podcast goes completely tits up, I want to play this one, right? Um, this is just completely and utterly insane. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Part of me thinks that it isn't true, but then also part of me is like, it's far too niche for it to not be true. Hi, uh, so in secondary school, I would say around second year, my our home ec teacher, um, I, I don't really not remember the reason behind us, got us to taste her breast milk, which was frozen in like Ziploc bags in the freezer from a teaspoon in home ec class. I think we drew straws to do it. I don't know how, how it was decided. I think two of us did it and tasted cow's milk and compared it with that and had to write about it. don't know what the purpose was. And I, 
did find it weird at the time, but I, I still am in touch with the other people in the class, and uh, otherwise I think I made the whole thing up. Like, what in the name of... Let's just think about the brain of that teacher for a second. Having dinner with her husband the night before. So, honey, how's work going? Oh, it's fine, you know. The boss is grinding me down at the moment, but I sure hope we get that Christmas bonus with the free turkey. What about you? Sorry, I'm just milking myself here into a Ziploc bag. Do you know what I mean? The moment you've unbuttoned your blouse and you're squirting your own breast milk into a Chili's water bottle is the moment you've lost the battle with reason. You're essentially operating an illegal creamery out of your kitchen, Mrs. O'Donoghue. This is fucking insane, by the way. And lest we forget, what's the experiment? What's the experiment, by the way? Does Is there a difference between milk that comes from a cow and that comes from a chemistry teacher? Yes, of course there is. Of course there's a... Fu- we don't need to do a test. And the teaspoon makes it all the, all the more perverted. I just don't really understand. So any anything exciting coming up with the kids? It's, it's science week. Are you doing lava wherever you get food colouring and jelly to make that look like the lava? Mm, no, I was thinking of doing that this year. But instead, actually, I'm just going to... Sorry, one second. I'm just going to produce one of my cans and I'm going to milk this mother into a little bag and I'm going to force feed my students breast milk. This is... is What is going on here? Are you, are you, were you planning on pitching this to the Dragon's Den in an attempt to get in the shelves of fucking Sainsbury's? Do you know what I mean? Well, uh, thanks, Deborah Meaden is out. Uh, Theo Batesis is left in, but he's still on the fence. Well, Theo, Theo, I need you to listen to me, okay? I know, I know it's a gamble, but nine out of ten students from St. Colum Kills, graduating class of 2004, agree that it tastes slightly different to cow milk. In terms of scientific experiments, you're hardly Marie Curie, do you know what I mean? Julius Roberts, Sloppenheimer. This is for... Oppenheimer, obviously, but Slop, because the boobs, that's the game. So, let's go. Ah, oh, this is a good episode, guys. I'm enjoying it. Now, look, also, I just want to send a quick reminder. If you want to get involved in the show, send me a voice note at Megan Mark on Instagram. I will include it. We will manipulate your voice so your friends and families and foes will not recognize your distinctive dulcet tones. Uh, furthermore, if you have any suggestions of what you'd like us to roast, let me know. If you'd also just like to send a voice note about bloody anything, we, we're all ears um, at Megan Mark on Instagram. Now look, this next one, okay, this is, I feel like this was every child's nightmare growing up, but it seems to have been realised for this one particular person and actually became their reality. So when I was in secondary school, my mum was a teacher in the same school and as a first year, um, she taught my class sex ed. No. Um, And not only did she teach us, like, the anatomy of all of the different bits, We also had to go through, like, how to put on a condom. Oh. And we had condoms and we had a banana. And I think that was probably the lowest point in my teenage life. Um, and also, bear in mind, this was, like, the first few weeks of first year in secondary school as a 13-year-old girl. And I hadn't really, like met all of the people yet and everyone was finding out that this was my mum and I have never lived it down and I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Wow, yeah, okay. I mean, well, first things first, in some of the more sordid corners of the internet, this would be the beginning to, uh, no. But, (laughs) okay, notwithstanding 
such derangement matters of perversion. I think you've handled this well. Uh, yeah, growing up, one of the most embarrassing moments in school would be if somebody was to call the teacher mum. Obviously, in your instance, th- this was your mum. Um, however, unless she, like, whenever doing the condom demonstration, like, unless she brought your father in to, like, experiment on him in front of everybody, you know, I think it's probably not that bad. We never got sex ed, by the way. And... I don't know if you know about this, but like putting a condom on is, it's arguably the least attractive moment in a man's life. The whole entire process of foreplay is just instantly nullified the moment that a man has to sort of put a condom on and like keep one eye, like to focus on the sort of penis, but then also focus on the person that you're with, they're with in the room. So it's this sort of like awkward like, you know, whenever your dog is doing a shit and your dog, you look at your dog and you cr- you catch each other's eyes for a second and the dog looks at you like, oh, and you're like, oh, no, don't look at me. But now I've looked at you, I can't unlook. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I really feel for you. That is not, that is not a pleasant way to be introduced to your peers, but fair play to you for surviving it. Um, you know the reason why they, they stopped sex ed in my class, in my school? It was the year of my brother. It was my brother's year because apparently they tried to do it and they had a Q&A which of course went fucking terribly. And lads were going, uh, miss, what happens if like an elephant has sex with a mouse? Just complete stupid. So they just stopped sexual education, which is absolutely insane when you think about it. Anyway, there's more. Also a random side note, when like we were older in like fifth and sixth year, I wasn't in her class, but she she took like a, a class. But um, she used to say to the girls before they went on their sixth year holiday, she was like, paracetamol is the best form of contraception. And the girls would be like, what do you mean, miss? And she was like, well, you keep the paracetamol between your knees for the whole holiday and you don't open your legs. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I'd like to send you one very sage advice to everybody listening to the podcast. Next one, let's go. So we had a substitute teacher in school for a year while our other teacher was on extended leave. She would go on dates regularly and the next day when she'd come into school we'd play a guessing game to try and guess the name of the lad she'd been on a date with. And if we got the answer right we'd get no homework that night. There was another day she had a wedding coming up so she popped out her car during school and she picked out two or three dresses from her car and brought them in and we decided which one she should wear to the wedding. There was another day where she had car trouble the night before and she started to tell us that we needed to start doing sexual favours if we wanted help from any man. Okay. She was absolutely tapped and we were a whole year behind in the curriculum when our actual teacher came back. Why is she keeping a rack of dresses in the back of the car uh, to get advice from 12-year-olds? The whole like, oh, let's play a guessing game uh, about who I was on a day with. That's sort of like whenever your dad would get you to do something as a child and be like, go on, I'll time you. Do you know what I mean? And you wouldn't realise at the time. But you'd be like, oh, but this is a ruse. This is... Just he just wants me to go up and grab his whatever. Yeah, completely insane. I just find like, isn't it remarkable as you get older? Like as a child, you look at every basically every adult, uh, particularly with those in positions of authority, and you imagine them to be sort of superhuman. And you sort of place them on, well, certainly I did, I placed them on all these pedestals. And you think, again, it's just like you think everybody has their shit together. You think everybody is good and normal and stable and strong. And then you get older and you realise people are fucking mental. What are you, excuse me, Mrs. Muldowney, what are you doing sitting on your le- on your fucking desk like Mrs. Honey and Matilda and be like, was it Eamon? <laughs> no, guess again. 
Was it Keith? <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? What are you doing? Go teach the fucking long division, which I still can't do, by the way. Long division always defeated me. Uh, moving on. Speaking of embarrassing moments, okay? I would just like to preface this next one by saying I have an enormous amount of empathy for the person involved. However, as often seems to be the case, empathy is finite, okay? And there comes a line when that empathy crosses over and transitions into scepticism. And I have a healthy scepticism. I'm just going to play the tape. This would have happened probably like three or four years before I joined secondary school had this teacher basically one time she came in first class of the day everything just kind of ran to the classroom she was late and uh, trying to get everything set up and she knocks over her bag in the process of getting everything out laptop whatever and in that process her bag fell off the table and out rolled a big purple dildo specifically and say specifically because whenever you wanted to like um shout out someone in the class or just disrupt the class you would just scream purple and uh very embarrassing very just never the same since and none of the students future or present at the time forgot about it or let it down you know okay firstly how how did the dildo get into her purse? Do you know what I mean? Like, was she reaching for her Stanley Cup and instead she fucking goes for the 11-inch massive pulsation vibrating dildo? This is complete and utter insanity. Yes, of course I feel sorry for her, by the way. Before the empaths slide into the DMs, of course I feel sorry for her. Nobody deserves to be publicly humiliated. But what are you doing stuffing synthetic dicks into the Jansport alongside the pasta-stained lunchbox and taking Tickets to the picture this concert, Mrs. Murphy. Do you know what I mean? This is complete. Also, dildos. Can we actually just discuss dildos for a second? Dildos deserve to be ridiculed, I feel. Dildos deserve to be much more frequently derided in pop culture than they are for setting completely unobtainable beauty standards for men around the world. Genuinely. Oh, this one's 24 inches and it's called the permanent pulverizer. Good stuff. But yet you're still expected to go home and have a healthy sex life with Eamon and his four-inch semi-detached little white frube. Do you know what I mean? This is bullshit for men across the world. If I was a school teacher, by the way, and I was walking into class and I realised that there was a purple fucking dildo in my bag, I would be guarding that bag like it's the last pair of size 7 sambas and I'm a, and I'm a fucking basic called Sai from Ballsbridge in need of new shoes for Claire's going away party because she's going to London for two weeks. Do you know what I mean? I would guard that bag like it was my only pube when I was 14. I would be gripping it. Like, like somebody escaping a Vegas casino with a fucking bag full of cash. There is no way that I'd be going, oh yeah, I'll just put a bit of hand cream on and slide into class and hopefully the bag doesn't fall and the big dildo like goes into the sky. You know, I can see it in the air, you know, do somersaulting in the air. Oh God, dildos. Dildos, uh, do you know, the, th- the problem I think I have with dildos is they make... They make the you the world take willies more serious than they should. Do you know what I mean? Willies are an absurd enough thing when you think about it, ultimately. Let's see, let's think about that for a second. Willies aren't meant to be taken seriously, okay? Dildos are far too masculine. The willy ultimately is fairly feminine. When you but like by in its essence, the willy is fairly feminine. 
It's floppy. It's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Speaking of penises, this is just too much. <laughs> Kieran's eyes are raised. There's too much penis chat today. But I remember one time there was a trend, another trend that I was going around my school, the highbrow culture we imbibed at the time. There was this trend, okay, where guys would, it was, I think it was called Willy Time. Yeah. So you've guessed it. People would ask you what time it is, genuinely. And before you'd have a, have a chance to answer, they would take their willy out of their, out of their trousers and start doing helicopters with it. Yeah, genuinely. It was one of the worst, it was one of the worst trends alongside phantom shitting, which I'm not going to explain that one, or uh, egging Mark Megan's gaff. Brilliant. Uh, it was probably the worst, probably the worst trend that we came across. And actually, to this day, one of the worst moments in my teenage years, of which there were many, by the way, and you'll read all about them in my book. But I remember I was at a free gaff, okay? Do you remember free gaffs, yeah? Oh, yeah. So I was at a free gaff. I've been up on the roof, you know, with my childhood sweetheart, Cherry Valentine. I was telling her all about my plans to go to the Super Bowl, you know. <laughs> I had dreams of going to the Super Bowl if we won state championships. Anyway, she was the class valedictorian, all the rest. She wanted to move to Hollywood to become an actress because she'd met this guy in her local video shop. He said he was friends with all the big producers. Anyway, we get the joke, Mark. I walk into the kitchen downstairs. And as I walk in, there's a guy in my ear. And he had been in the middle of doing the willy time to somebody. Okay, where he's whapping his willy around in, uh, in circles. As I open the door, I see him doing the willy time. He's across the room and I just feel this droplet oh. <laughs> <laughs> hit me on my upper lip. And I was like, well, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. Little did I know, it wasn't. There was plenty more atrocities down the fucking tunnel of life. Nevertheless, I don't want I don't like dildos. I've got smaller fucking golf clubs than the average dildo. Okay, look guys, this next section is the William Bum Bum section, okay? And I know it's not for everybody. And for those of you squeamish, and for those of you uninterested in the grotesque bodily dysfunctions of apparently functioning members of society, you can scroll on, okay? But for those of you who like to wallow in the basement of the brain, listen on. First up, okay? First up in the willy willy bum bum section we, that's so just brutally childish. I can't even like, I can't even take myself half seriously when I fucking say so. We're calling it that every week now. This, this is... Listen to this teacher and then ask yourself why he's not currently rocking back and forth in some sort of asylum on a clifftop because he is clearly a derangement member of society. Let's go. So my third class teacher in primary school, when he was asking us our spellings that he, or Irish spellings that he'd given us for homework the night before, we would be sitting down at the, our desk and he'd be standing behind us Um when he asked us the spelling, as we were reciting it, he would start picking his nose. Mm. And then when we were finished, he would proceed to take both his hands, rub all around our ears, no. and around the ear canal with the snot. No. And if anyone questioned it, he would say, it's good for you. Um, thinking about it as an adult, I'm like, he definitely should not have been a teacher. And I feel like I definitely had suppressed it my whole life until I saw your box this morning. 
Okay, we'll get to the last part at the end, but hold on a second here. Ah, ah, Mr. Ratigan. Ah, ah, what, ah, what are you doing? Oh, don't worry. It's good for you. It's not good for me, okay? You smushing your snotty mitts all around my ears. And by the way, ear canals. All right, ear doctor. Do you know what I mean? Getting all fucking scientific about it. Fucking sneering at me. My, my, my lack of university degree and my apparent... Anyway, damn. But like, hold on a second here. Rubbing his hands in or around your ears with fucking mucus on them. That is, as, I, as one might say if they were from, from France, derangement. Um, stop trying to make the derangement thing happen, Mark. It's not, people are annoyed by it. Nevertheless, this is just insanity. And I don't believe... I don't believe that, oh, whenever anybody questioned it, hopefully every time, surely every time a grown man takes his mitts to your ears and starts fondling around like that, surely that's a 100% rate of negativity, you know what I mean, as a response. Surely everybody goes, "Uh, stop, stop that immediately, actually. Sorry, stop that. (laughs) I hope he's arrested. I hope he's in jail. This next one is from our beloved, insane uh, Mrs. Jollies. Let's go. Hey, Mark. It's Mrs. Jollies. Sorry I missed you last week. I didn't get my story in on time. But today I insist on getting this story in on time about my um, school teacher when I was in fifth or sixth class in primary school who used to sit up on his chair at the desk and scratch his ear with his car key and then proceed to scratch his ball sack with same said key. Then... I used to sit up the front of the classroom because that's where he made me sit. Don't know why. But he used to stand there at my desk at the corner and absolutely reef the bollocks off himself. Like? Scratching up and down, up and down while I was there trying to learn all about my fractions and multiplications. Okay, in, in terms of fractions, right, I only half believe you. Little maths gag for my nerds out there. Um, but also, Mrs. Jollies, like, why are you alternating between ball sack and ballyks? Okay. And I've never really understand the phrase ball sack. When people say ball sack, why not just balls or why not sack? You don't need two. You know, it's like Americans saying, oh, I'm going to wear my suit jacket or going out for a steak dinner. You're saying to, you don't need that many words. Just say sack or balls, or don't start talking about his small little eroides in general. Bit of Irish there for my Irish nerds out there. Um, Mrs. Jollies, it's jolly good to hear from you. Um, I'm pretty sure you finished that voice note and you said, yeah, and it's so weird, like, I don't feel like any of this has had any effect on me. Do you not realise that we're only about a month into the podcast and already you've sent me stories about somebody mistaking your vagina for a fucking pillow, okay? Uh, (laughs) You've talked about fellating somebody and being irate because he wasn't yelling or he wasn't practically yodeling. Just keep sharing with us. We, we love hearing from you, Mrs. Jollies. Now, look, the last but the not least in the bodily dysfunctions category, even for those of you with unhealthy appetite for all things foul, I suspect you might still be taken aback by this one. Um, I'm not going to title it. I just want to play it. I had an English teacher in secondary school who was just constantly picking his nose, not even trying to hide it. The whole finger up there, up to his knuckle, <laughs> digging away. A whole class of students just sitting there looking at him. Um, so that was odd. But then as the year went on, he got more comfortable with us. He would often just throw his hand down the back of his jocks. Ah. And you'd see him, he'd have the back arched and he would be digging away up his arse, <laughs> having a good old fondle or whatever he was up to. He was just all around fucking disgusting, put it that way. 
But I remember once I needed a print stick for some reason. So I went up to his desk, got his one. He wasn't there. He was going around correcting homework or something. Got his print stick, went back to my seat, took the lid of the print stick off. And lo and behold, there was fucking shit on the top oh. of the stick. Little poo particles. Oh. Shit you not. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the, the sorry at the end of it. <laughs> Okay, so that's the end of the Willy Willy Bum Bum section. Brilliant. This is just highbrow comedy. This is what you've dreamed of, Mark, for your whole entire life. Nevertheless, we're moving on. And we're into part four. This next one, let me just say there's something a little bit fishy about it. Okay, so a story about the worst teachers. I was in class with a chap who just never stopped talking. Brilliant. Used to drive the teacher nuts. Um, so he used to try different things, including splitting him out to sit on his own to see would that help. Mm. But he would always find a way to chat or find somebody to talk to. But there was one specific day he just would not stop talking. And the teacher was furious. So he walked in the classroom, told him to stand up, caught him by the ankles nope. um, and dangled him over the classroom fish tank and gave him two or three dunks um, head first down into the fish tank and then placed him back on the floor. So the chop stood up and he was fairly stunned. Um, we were all in absolute shock, but safe to say the chatter dried up pretty much after that. Oh, brilliant. They dried up at the end. Brilliant. Fish, thank you and good night. Fish, thank you. And that's the, do you know what I mean? Okay, hold on a second. This is just, this is ridiculous. Did you go to school on the set of a Martin Scorsese movie? Do you know what I mean? Was your teacher Joe Pes- Pesci? Joe Pescatarian? Uh, like holding, holding, I don't believe that he held a student up by his two ankles and dunked him. Is it like some sort of modern Irish M- Michael Jackson holding blanket outside the fucking hotel window. Like, and then what, did the, did the kid just stand there after being dunked in the fish tank with like water dripping down his head and then he just coughs and a goldfish comes out? Like, don't be so ridiculous. Also, what classroom has a fucking fish tank in it? Did Mrs. Trunchbull not do this? Have you, has she tried to trick me? Because if you tr- was his name Brucey, <laughs> did you force feed him chocolate fucking cake in front of the entire school? You can do it, Brucey. If you've tried to trick me, there'll be words, okay? There'll be lines, in fact. I like to meet everybody halfway, but if you cross that line, that's when things get serious. Right, next up. This is actually fucking hilarious. Um, this was always... Seeing a teacher outside school as a child was like seeing them in the nude. Do you know what I mean? It was so strange. You could never imagine them having lives beyond uh, the classroom. Some of them didn't. So when I was in fifth year in school, um, I went out with some of the guys at the weekend and we were in the queue to get in. It was around midnight. And then all of a sudden these bouncers were dragging out my German teacher. And she saw me in the queue and she was like, oh, my God, she's underage. She shouldn't be here. And I was like, absolutely mortified for you. Um, and the bouncer just told her, no, you're barred. Get out of here. We don't want to see you again and let me in. So uh, the next week I was moved from her class and not given an explanation. But I reckon we know why. OK, uh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. What time did the German teacher get there? Nine. Hey. Just appalling. <laughs> And you, you stole that from a very famous DID electrical ad that was on the radio about 15 years ago, Mark. So good stuff. Uh, in terms of the teacher, I don't believe the whole, I don't believe the bouncers standing there and all of a sudden bouncers who aren't exactly notorious for their sort of, you know, coming of age wisdom and kindness towards, like she, no, she has to go. 
well, you come on in. And actually, why don't you have a bottle of vodka? Like, don't be so ridiculous. Like, I love the way that the German teacher is getting sort of like by the four fellas with the flailing limbs and her screaming, don't let her in. She's underage. Like, as if. By the way, when you say you got moved class for this, I think that's absolutely bullshit. If I was you, I would have bribed the teacher and I would have said, listen here, uh, Frau Ballen. I would have said, listen here, Frau. If you want me to spare you the embarrassment of telling people that you were, that's just so annoying, but you were carried out of uh, this nightclub, just give me straight A's. You know what I mean? I would have, anyway, speaking of bribery, what a healthy segue into our next little voice note. I had a teacher who used to walk around the classroom and quiz us. He'd hold the end of every phrase for us to say, the principle of indemnity is Q tumbleweed. Then if he got it right, we get a soft mint and a shoulder massage. Safe to say, I had a minty breath and loose shoulders for the duration of secondary school. <laughs> that is fucking depraved. I just don't under, I don't know which is worse, the soft mints. Oh, I love soft mints, actually. But uh, soft mints, the loose shoulder, like the shoulder massage, you just can't. You can't be offering your students a massage. Do you know what I mean? I love the fact that he's not trying to take the moral high ground and he is accepting that he was, you know, he's been he's been very uh, upfront about the fact that he was accepting the uh, the bribes. Okay, I've got one here for you. Um, just to switch up the rhythm, if you if you don't mind. Let's let's have a listen to this next one. So, hi Mark, how are you? Love the pod. Um, back in the day, when I was in primary school, I had a teacher, a female teacher, obviously, from the storage, I'm going to tell. Um, when we used to be reciting poetry in class, she used to put her leg on the desk and tap her fanny to the rhythm of the poem. Now, I won't say the poem because it could be recognisable, but it used to go, do, do. Each do was a tap on the fanny. <laughs> like, I will arise and go now and go to Inish Gee. Do you know what I mean? A small minge built there. No, you just like, hold on a second though. What the hell was that? What the hell was that sort of spoken, the, the beat thing that she, that she got into at the end? Um, yeah, I mean, this is bananas. Tapping your fanny uh, it, it, to the rhythm of a poem. Also, who reads poetry like that? Or am I revealing myself to be completely ignorant when it comes to the world of poetry? You can't be playing the... What's the appropriate term? You know, I used to think it was a Wendy. Up until like the age of 14, I thought a vagina was called a Wendy. A Wendy? Yeah, that's what I was told growing up. And I remember one time I was in a friend of mine, Stephen Kelly. He, he, I think he listens to podcasts. Shout out Stephen. I remember I was over in his house. And we were downstairs and I told him. And he shouted up to his mum and he was like, Mum? She's like, yes? Mark Megan says that a girl's willy is called a Wendy. <laughs> a girl's willy. <laughs> There you go guys uh, thank you so much for listening to the show that was <laughs> I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that one and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen I hope you're having a good day night afternoon or time wherever you are 
whoever you're there with. Thank you for tuning into the show. I really appreciate it. As I said at the beginning, why don't you take a second now, click the pre-order link in the bio and get a copy of the book. It makes a, a huge, huge difference. I didn't even realize the difference that it actually makes to get pre-orders in until I had a meeting with the publishers last week and they're like, you need to actually start promoting this book. I know it makes you uncomfortable, but unless you promote the book, it won't sell. So that's where we are, guys. Do me a favor, pre-order it. If you're a fan of the podcast, if you're a fan of my uh, my content in general, it would mean the world to me if you take the time to uh, to get a copy of the book and to show some support. It's going to be out in two weeks' time, March 14th. And if you order it today, it will be on your doorstep on that day. And it also... Um, the more you, the more of you that take time to buy the book, the less I'll have to talk about it. So I really, really appreciate your your support on this one. All right. Nevertheless, we'll be back next week. I'm looking forward to it already. Send me a DM if you have any suggestions on what subjects you want roasted. All the best. Mind yourself. Take care.